Welcome. We're back with another live stream edition of the Hard Rock Show. I'm Andrew. I'm Dave. It's um, it's been a little while. <laughs> Apologies for the break. Uh, we had a few. Time. Sorry. I have dead friends with me. <laughs> That's how long we've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Um, no, in reality, we've been actually everything's been good. It's just that I've been absolutely flat out um, celebrating Jody's birthday. We've had family coming and going from all over the country, so it's made things rather difficult over the last few weeks to sort of accomplish anything aside from do the day job and uh, be with family, basically. So, apologies all, but we're back into the swing of things between now and the end of the year. We're going to be trying out a new format tonight, and if you've been following us, you'd have seen our Deep Cuts release on Tuesday night on YouTube and on Spotify and that as well. So, check that out if you want to get more information. We're going to be doing a new format thinking tonight. But before we get started things... Um, just so you get enough a rough idea, we're going to talk about, like I said, a new format, but we're going to be doing, we're going to chat about some new songs, each of us, along with some news and stuff that's been going on. Uh, we're going to review a classic from System of a Down later on tonight as part of the Patreon Choice Classic Album Review for this week. And we're going to play some overrated and underrated soon, as well as do, we're going to call this, what, what, Battle of the 50-Year-Old, something like that. <laughs> um, so we're going to be doing <laughs> this little round-robin battle thing coming up over the next few weeks. So yeah, it's it's going to be going to be interesting, but we'll see how it all shakes out. We're trying something new, uh, but we'll see how it all goes. Make sure you give us your thoughts as always. Uh, as always, special thanks to our fantastic sponsors in Squidding, Scrimping, Alt Cult, and Rockstar Finance. Thank you for their support. Uh, their details just like ours in the description box of this episode. So make sure you hit those links to follow them, follow us, and all the usual stuff that everyone gets you to do. Um, that's pretty much the preamble of things to get into. What do we got here? We've got some comments already here. So Nicole's here saying evening all. Thanks for joining us again, Nicole. Saw your comment on the um, Deep Cuts post before too. So thanks for checking that out as well. Dean's here as well saying, hey, you gutsy rockers and rollers. Good to see you again, buddy. Hopefully you're keeping well out there too. Gary's joined us once again saying, hi, guys. Good to see you too. Good to see the regulars jumping in. Same with Rowan. Good to see you and your comment the other day on the uh, on the Deep Cuts. It was an absolute pisser. So we'll be addressing that. That was funny. That was why I'll be addressing that, that. <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday when we film that one for release on Tuesday. And uh, David's here as well. Good to see you again, buddy. Uh, good day, guys. All the best. Thank you. We're, we're back. We're into the swing of things. Let's have some fun with this tonight. Um, yeah, links for music and that we're talking about are in, in the description box as well. I'll share them in the comments as we go through things. But yeah, just make sure you, if there's anything you can't see in the comments, jump into the description box and you'll find a whole bunch of links there for you to check out too. Darren's joined us as well, going, hey, all good to see you again as well. Same with Sally. Hey, guys, good to see hey, you guys. too. The uh, pumpkin is there in the comments, which is great. It is that time of year. That's why the decorations are up behind us. We filmed our um, Halloween special, which goes to air this Saturday night on Channel 31. And the first part of it goes to air on Monday night, uh, October 31st on Channel 44, which is awesome over in Adelaide. So we've got a, a special thing going on there. Um, but that's why this is up. I haven't put my house decorations up yet. Have you, Dave? No, the weather's been shit. I mean, holding yeah. off, hoping it's going to clear up, but I don't think it's going to. So I might just have to bite the bullet and deck it out. Yeah, I think Saturday morning because tomorrow night I'm I'm booked out. But Saturday morning will be the uh, the day to do that. And then uh, we've both got the long weekend, so Monday will be mm-hmm. awesome. Be able to go and uh, have the trick or treaters rocking up, and uh, we'll have have some fun with that one too. Are you going to actually? You're, you do more trick or treating, don't you, than than staying at home? Yeah, we set up the front though. We leave a little basket out the front of the letter box with a little note saying, "Please take one, consider others. Happy Halloween." Mm-hmm. I wanted to rig up something that would. Um, do the sound effect from Vecna's clock from Stranger Things if someone takes more than one. But I'm not that clever and I don't have enough time. But maybe next year or 2023 Mm. is when the next season plays. So, yeah, figure something out. Or 2024, something like that. But 
it'll still be in people's consciousness, but yeah, that'd be cool. I'll see if I can help you figure that one out. There'd be a way to do it. There'd be definitely a way to do it. To dig back through my yeah, um, <laughs> I'd have to dig back through my old um degree notes for that one, but I'm sure I'd work it out. Um, what do we got here? Is Dean saying ears still ringing from seeing Airborne Sunday night? Yes. Well, Brendan nice. was there too, I think. So it was apparently a good night all around. And Conrad's here saying hello. Uh, there we go. So good to see you as well. And Mel, Airborne, no way where <laughs> they were supporting Steel Panther, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I missed that one. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's quickly do the rounds. How have you been? Anyway, <laughs> we we saw each other for the deep cuts, but how have you been this week? I've been good. Been good the last couple of weeks. Just enjoying the downtime. I'm not doing this, but still listening to plenty of music and getting ready for Halloween, which is coming up. Just found out I got a five day weekend, so that's pretty cool. And um, my kids are pretty stoked about um trick or treating, so they got their costumes. Jade's going to be a skull fairy which ah. is perfect for her because she's very much her own person, but she's certainly got a bit of an influence from oh, her dad. Yeah, I who. So she's combined the two. <laughs> nice. But um, we've been watching Stranger Things for halfway through season four, and she wants a battle jacket. So cool. she's been going through complete discographies of bands so she can decide which patches to get. But <laughs> uh, right next to, like, the ACDC and the Guns N' Roses, she might get a unicorn or something like that. She's just that type of person. She's the only one that likes princesses but will also do mud pies. So, best of both worlds. That's but, pretty um, cool, man. You take the win. Uh, I am so proud. They're both cool. Yeah. But um, I'm going to Glamfest. Fucking stoked about that. I nearly yeah. cracked my car when I found out the lineup because I, <laughs> I was at the lights and just like, oh, what, what's happening through Facebook? I shouldn't be checking the lights at the fucking oh. Facebook at the lights. And then um, the, and the, the uh, lineup comes up like Wednesday, Friday, and Eclipse. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, both of those bands are worth price of entry alone. Mm. So everything else is a bonus. But fuck, I mean, hanging out to see both of those bands. So pretty excited about that. Yeah. And the other thing that's going on in my life is I completed my Chinese democracy jigsaw puzzle that I got for Father's <laughs> Day. So yeah, I'm one of those jigsaw puzzle people now. But hey, at least it's an album cover jigsaw puzzle. So it's kind of yeah. cool. That's all right. Yeah, really getting into it towards the end. I'm just like, yeah, really coming together. Done the hard part. Now it's just flowing. And just that sense of I've achieved something when I got to the end. <laughs> oh, fuck. This is what my life has become. Yeah, well, and, and wait for it. As we get older, to become more of the uh, the grandpa yelling at clouds and doing jigsaw puzzles on the porch. I've been yelling at the fucking clouds the last few days. <laughs> Stop raining, you bastard. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking hell. So how have you been, man? I know you've been busy. Yeah, apart from being busy, it's actually been really good. I, I did get a little bit run down and sick with everything going on, but nothing serious, nothing bad. Um, just a bit of a cold. But everything's been been good. Um, been pretty just flat out. Just, just that's the only thing to say, really. It's just between the day job and, and celebrating Jody's birthday, we had a like that was just huge. Our family staying with us, which is always awesome. It was actually kind of heartbreaking when uh, one of our nephews left. He's gone. There's only one thing I've forgotten. That's my happiness kind of thing when he was driving away. So I was like, oh my god, like <laughs> he loved being here with us. Um, it was oh. cool seeing our dogs interact with more kids and that too which you, you know the history of that one which is it's fan caesar loved um rory when he came over so he, did. It was, he, he got to see more kids of that age kind of thing that it'd have been funny if your kids met our, our nephew and niece but um 
would have been a good pairing off, I reckon. But it was it was just a bit of fun um, having them kicking around with us. And, and brother and sister-in-law was awesome as well. They're, they're great people. We love hanging out with them. So it's uh, that was good. We did some camping as well, all that kind of stuff to, to get away for a bit. And it's just been hectic. Like, it's been really, really good, but really, really hectic. Um, but, yeah, everything's good. Not, it's hard to explain what we did because it doesn't sound like much because all you, sort of, all you sort of do is come home and then just be with people kind of thing. But there was not much yeah. else to do apart from that. But it was sort of a good sort of company that you really, really want and that you really enjoy having those things in your life, which we don't get a lot of, especially when they're coming from Queensland. So, yeah, it was it was awesome to do that for a couple of weeks there. Um Aside from that, it's our daughter Tori's birthday today, so I'm not sure if she'll watch this, but whenever she does see this one, then happy birthday, Tori. I did say it to you earlier today, but we'll catch up with her for dinner tomorrow night. But, yeah, like you, have got a long weekend coming up as well. got Monday off, so that'll be awesome. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, what have we got here? Got some more comments here. <laughs> Dean's going, Steel Panther at Margaret Court was three rows from the front, uh, from front on Jared's side. Nice. Well done. Nice. Nice. Jeff's here. He's going, hi, lads. Good to see you guys. Been so busy the last few weeks. I think everyone's been busy the last few weeks, and it's only going to get busier uh, leading up towards the end of the year. We're going to be wrapping up production for our side of things early, early December, so that'll be what's happening there. Conrad's here saying hello. Like we said before, good to see you again, buddy. And we will do the Queensryche album with you, hopefully next week, if you're up for it. And Dave, if you're keen for that as well, I'm assuming. But yeah. um, we'll try and get Conrad in for, for that one. Cool. Um, Mel's gone Melbourne only then. Oh, yeah. Um, Dean says, Dave, I'll see you when Eclipse comes to town. So that'll be a good one there nice. as well. And Conrad says, Ripper Owens gig was amazeballs. You guys should have been there. That's awesome, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I haven't had much time to do anything like that, but that sounds like it would have been awesome. Maybe we'll get your thoughts on that one next week too. That'll be a pretty cool little addition. Yeah, Thanks, cool. Dave. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. We'll get we'll get Conrad on to talk about the Ripper Owens gig and to discuss the new Queensryche album with us next week. We'll get that to, to be a thing if you're available, Conrad. So we'll, we'll try that out. Anyway, let's get stuck into the new format. We're going to do this thing where each of us bring little bits and pieces in to discuss. And so the first thing we're going to do is what we're going to call our song of the week. So this is basically we, we trawl around and, and find some new stuff or just whatever's been kicking around in our noggin for last week. And so, Dave, let's kick it off with you. What was your song of the week? My song was from Nita Strauss called The Wolf You Feed. Now, Nita Strauss is not just eye candy, though she is no. very much eye candy, but she's a fucking amazing guitarist. Mm -hmm. I've been a big fan of her work with Alice Cooper and her previous solo album, uh, Control Chaos. That was fucking great. Yep. And it looks like her upcoming album is going to be half singers, half solo, which is kind of cool. So you get cool. like a revolving door of um, singers. So yep. we've had one with David Drennan from uh, Disturbed, and this one is from Alyssa White Glitz doing the vocals on this. And I have to say, her tone of voice suits Nina's guitar tone perfectly. I'd love to hear a lot more of these two working together. I'm not sure if there's more songs from her on the upcoming album, but if that's the case, it would be cool. Um, cool song, really heavy, almost death metal in parts, thanks to the vocals. But yeah, the guitar tone certainly brings that side, which fits the vocals perfectly. Guitar tone's awesome, playing's awesome, the solo's fucking great. So yeah. if you like it heavy, if you like shred with an actual vocalist um, <laughs> instead of just solo stuff, then best of both worlds. This is really cool. Nice. Well, for those that are curious, there's a link in the description box. There's also one in the comments now. Uh, so go and check that out. Uh, so yeah. They went all in on this video, man. I love the um, when you watch it, the the amount of depth and detail that went into things like the makeup changes and that kind of stuff, the outfit changes. That was really bloody cool. Well done. Um, 
just on just the the effort that was put into it was cool. Not a pairing I thought we'd ever really see or that we'd need, but I'm glad we fucking got it. Um, and of late, I'm really enjoying Alyssa going back to the cleaner vocal style, which is really, really cool. And I thought that worked nicely in this song too. You get the best of both worlds of the vocal, you get the aggressive stuff and you get the clean stuff, which is nice. And there's great guitar work as always. Nita. She's definitely, definitely more than what you were saying. She's fantastic. She's an awesome guitarist. Uh, I have been critical of some of her work in the past. I know that you love the last solo album. I was a bit more critical of it, but this song is great. I think the song itself is good. The production is good as well. Um, this is, I, I hope we actually get more for, like from what you're saying, the album sounds like it's a half, half kind of thing, which I think is probably going to be a good thing because it, one thing I would like for her to do and what seems to work well is when she's writing with vocalists in mind, I prefer that kind of stuff more. Um, but I would like to hear more from this pairing, but even if we don't, it's just a one-off track. It's pretty bloody cool to have. Uh, I love the solo in this as well. I know you should when it comes to Nita Strauss, but I love mm-hmm. how that solo crescendoed and how, you know, it leads, sorry, it led into the crescendo of the song. So that that final payoff was a really nice little bit of writing there. Basically, if you like metal with melody at all, riffs, solos, and tempo changes, get on this one. It actually was a really good find, Dave. So well done. Nice choice from you there. I uh, really do, <laughs> really did enjoy it. I'm more, I, I thought I would like it. I didn't think I'd like it as much as I did. Does that make sense? Like, I really did enjoy the little surprise you've got there. So, nice pick up there, Dave. Uh, Conrad's in for next Thursday. Awesome. So, we'll lock that down later on. Jeff has gone. Nina is fantastic. Um, uh, her work with the Iron Maidens was great. Yes, Nita. I yeah. believe that's meant to be. Sorry. Um, David says, I candy and guitar sold for me. Well, yep, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> and Eddie Crunches, hi, boys. Love the show. Uh, sorry, I love the new Nita Strauss song, which is cool. Uh, cool. Glad you enjoyed that one as well. And uh, Darren says, great pick, Dave. Awesome. Shared that on Discord. Yes, you did too, actually. Sweet. Very nicely done. If you want to join the Discord, it's in the description box. So go and check out the link for that. Uh, okay, time for my pick now. Um where am I at? Where am I? Oh, God damn, I'm scrolling past things for myself here. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, here we go. Sorry, before we do, Vinny says, my song of the week is the the corn song. It has juice. <laughs> Have a corn-tastic day. Radio. <laughs> Puntastic. All right. For mine, I'm going to go with a new one from a, a Melbourne band, Ion Sky. Uh, it's their debut single, Round the Neck. It's in the description box in the comments now. So Ion Sky. The song is Round the Neck. That's the debut single from Melbourne Man featuring Jake James, who we know most from Lazarus Mode and from a brief little stint in Dead Star Renegade as well. So uh, that's oh, who's playing. I did not know that. Yeah, he's playing guitar in this one. So he's not on the not on lead vocals, but um, I'll do mine first and then we'll get your thoughts after. Yeah. Um, I was actually surprised to not have Jake on vocals more in this one because I, I really... Um, sorry, my phone message is going off there. Um, so, no, I... I um, was surprised to not have Jake Moore on vocals, but he's much more focused on the guitar on this one. But I'm actually just glad to see him out and about doing, you know, yeah. hard rock <laughs> again, if that makes sense. Been a little while for him. Um, another cool little video, nothing complicated. It's more of a performance clip, but it's got some nice effects in it and that. It's very well done. But there's some really cool uh, groove changes, and I really enjoyed the note choices in this one as well. The way they changed it up to almost like key changes in from riff to riff was a really nice touch in the composition. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the riff work across this one. There's some cool solos in this as well, which is nice. Um, if you like honest, hard rock with heaps of melody and riffs, and this will certainly hit the spot. There's a nice little surprise. There's nothing complicated in this song overall. It's just a really good, solid, honest, hard rock track, like I was saying but 
there's a little bit of a spoken touch toward the end of this track, which I thought was a nice little surprise. I did not expect that one at all, to be honest. And the more I listen to this song overall from start to finish, the more I really do appreciate. There's a lot more depth in this than you might think just on the casual list. And it gives them a couple of passes and you go, okay, there's a lot to take in on this because it's really well written. There's a bit more depth to it. So I'm looking forward to a lot more from from this outfit. And uh, it's worth knowing that Jake did the mix on this one too. So well done. It sounds fantastic. So really nice job. I enjoyed it. That's why it's my pick of the week this week. But Dave, how did you go with it? Yeah, this was great. And similar to you, the more you listen to it, the more you get out of it. I mean, it's cool with the first casual listen, but then you start to dig into it and start to get familiar with it. And just like, there, this is a lot going on. It's uh, four minutes 47. There's a lot of changes, and yeah. the changes are handled really nicely, and they're really, really interesting. It gives a whole new level when that happens within the song. I had no idea Jake was in it. I didn't recognize him in the video clip, and I watched Could that a few times. <laughs> nah, he's hiding. Don't hide, dude. And the funniest thing yeah. about that, too, just, just quickly, is if you follow their socials, they did a screenshot of how, you know, it, it appears. You got the profile picture, which, you know, covers the banner photo a little bit, and the profile picture crops Jake out of the photo for, oh. for the banner. So just like <laughs> it's this conspiracy between him wearing his hair down over his face and the way the socials. You're not supposed to know Jake's in it, apparently, but, yeah, go on. <laughs> okay, but, yeah. Oh, his guitar tone's fucking great. Sounds amazing. Mm. The video is cool. I mean, as you said, it's a performance thing, but they've got some really cool cinematography in there because mm. there's a lot of backlighting and stuff with the hands that the singer's doing. Yeah. It all fits the theme and the mood of the lyrics. Mm. And the, the lyrics are really interesting. They've got some bite to it that you pick up on subsequent listens. And as you mentioned, the spoken word part with that little callback, the little yeah. repetition up each word, mm. really, really well done and a nice addition to the song. Now, if you like, not kind of hard rock verging onto metal, but not like full on heavy metal. It's somewhere yeah. in between. It's that really sweet spot that not many people mm. can do well. This band fucking nailed it. And I'm seriously keen to hear a lot more from this band just based on this one song. So mm-hmm. bring it on. EP, album, whatever you got. This is cool. Yeah. Definitely keen to hear more. Um, sorry for my being distracted there. The, the smoke alarm inside was going off and I could hear it. So I <laughs> sent Jody a text going, is everything okay? Because what happens is that Caesar hates the sound of it. So it sets him off and he, he awesome. comes out and just goes whining and carrying on. So normally when it goes off inside, he just sort of actually curls up under my desk because that's his default thing is to go wherever I am and just basically hide under my legs, which is hard for a fucking 60 plus kilo dog. Um, but, but yeah, so he, he just went, um, okay, cool. But yeah, I just found out that yeah, everything's good. The smoke alarm's gone off for no reason. So it's like, okay, well, Jody's taking care of it, which is awesome to know, but it was just funny hearing that go off and then sees running around here. I'm like, okay, something's up. <laughs> so I thought I'd just double check. Um, Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Rowan says, my pick for this week, a Polyphia with Steve Vai, Ego Death. Okay, send us a link. I'll have to go and check that out. I want to go and check that out. Um, so, yeah, send us a link, and uh, we'll go and check that out for sure. Darren says, picked winner there, Andrew. Want, uh, want to hear more from them. Awesome. I'm glad other people like that as well. I'm glad we're sort of two for two in this one. Uh, but Jeff says, Dave, have to ask you, sorry to put you on the spot, but did you ever end up listening to the recommendation I gave you of Silk Toxic uh, doing the nasty? And if so, what did you think? Did you get around to that one? Yes, I did. I did give it a oh. listen. It, it took two or three days to get through the whole album, but I did listen to the whole album. And yeah, it was good. It's kind of like, as you mentioned, the Canadian Skid Row. But yeah, I'm glad you put me onto this band because, yeah, they're kind of overlooked. I thought they could have been bigger if, they, if things have panned out better. But yeah, definitely a cool album. So people should give it a listen. Cool. Well, there we go. So that's um, Slick Toxic doing the nasty for those paying attention at home. So that's one <laughs> to go and check it out. Just from the album title alone, you can tell us from the 80s. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was a, a part of a conversation that Jeff was having with us after we did some stuff with him. One of our I also listened to those two Rush tracks he suggested. Ah, yeah, and? and yeah, they were they were all right. The lyrics were the, the vocal tone was tolerable. I mean, I know what he did if he like his balls finally dropped. I don't know what happened. There, but yeah, for once, some Rush lyric um, vocals didn't grate on me. Lyrics have always been good. It's just the tone of his voice, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't horrible so i could really appreciate the song but yeah they were two good songs cool cheers uh roland's just gone i don't think that link worked i'll put it in discord yeah it's in discord so thank you for that i just saw it come through so we'll go and check that out in discord um uh what have we got dean says ion sky great start good single and video saw jake who plays in the band the other week had a chat with him looking forward to more from them nice there too so we're getting some love for these songs which is awesome but let's get into some uh hard rock happenings which is like the the news side of things and first things first we are going to discuss this we have to uh not fest has officially been announced so what do we got here so it is coming to australia uh, march 24 is where it starts off in Melbourne, then heading to Sydney and Brisbane the following days. Uh, what is that? Um, it is on March 25 and March 26 in Sydney and Brisbane, respectively. Uh, the lineup is pretty bloody nuts. You've got Slipknot, Parkway Drive, Megadeth, Trivium, Northland, Amon Amarth, In Flames, Knocked Loose, Spirit Box. I've been hearing a lot of good noise about them lately. Uh, Story of the Year, Alpha Wolf, Void of Vision, Bad Omens, and Malevolence. So that is the lineup as is confirmed thus far. Pretty bloody special. What do you think of this one, Dave? This is fucking cool. You know, mm. it's cool that we're getting big festivals like this happening in Australia and the, mm. the world's unfucking itself and what happened um, with lockdown and everything. But yeah, I, I would go simply to see Megadeth and Trivium. They'd be my two standout bands on there. Okay. And fucking Megadeth for the old school and Trivium for the newer, well, they're not all that new anymore, but they are a newer band yeah. in the grand theme of things. But I'd also like to get to the front and get right in front of the turntablist during the Slipknot gig and say, learn a real instrument, you fucking poser. Because the turntable is not an instrument, and I'm not going to let go that well go. For you. That won't go well for you. No, it won't. I'll probably get fucking <laughs> crushed or lynched, but it'd be fun. Just for one of those. Yeah. But yeah, Megadeth and Trivium would be fantastic. But mm. there's a lot of gigs I would love to go to if I had the money and things are getting tight this yeah. time of year, especially with yeah. the rising cost of living. So I hope, I hope this goes well because i'd like to see this being a regular thing with a lot of other festivals mm. but i know people are tightening their belts recently so yeah. who knows but yeah i wish them all the best i hope this goes really really well i'm gonna echo that we need things like this to go well so if it the, it's funny because andy dowling from Ward, you know put up a couple of posts today about you know that's it complain about a thing you don't have any obligation to go to so it's like it's always funny when people complain about the lineups i think this lineup's a fucking cracker i'm not sure what tickets are going to cost yet they go on sale november 7 so go and check that out for you know the regular outlets i'm not sure where and how and who but i actually yeah i want this to go really really well i'm going to try and get there myself i'd like to see a few bands on this bill but um it'd be I just want this to be a success. That's all I want. It's only East Coast. I know there's been you know, people, you know, that we have that follow us that want to what they're going to be in Adelaide or wherever else. And at the moment, it's just, it's going to be baby steps for the next sort of, you know, three to five years, I think, in, in terms of this sort of stuff. And it's funny how we were talking about download coming back. But instead of that, we get this, which is pretty bloody yeah. cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely keen to check out Slipknot. I've become much more of a fan of their stuff over the last 12 months in particular. Uh, Parkway Drive, definitely keen to see that band live. And I'm pretty sure I might be able to convince one of my daughters to go along with this one as well. And I know some people may not like this, but I actually really do appreciate on the bill, 
Parkway Drive being above Megadeth. If I know that sounds like a slight on Megadeth, it's not. I just like to see the newer guard rising now. If that makes sense, I, I like the billing, the way it's presented on the poster. It's a small thing, but it's just one of those things where I like seeing that kind of stuff, where you see that progression where the changing the guard is starting yeah. to kick in, which is it's a nice. Fair point. Point. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Spirit Box heard a lot of good things about them, so I do want to see that one as well. Trivium be fun. I my brother might want to go to Monomath as well. So there's a few there. I'm curious to see what sort of Trivium be cool as well, for that matter. But I'm curious to see what Aussie bands wind up being added to that thing in the end. So it'll be a lot of fun to to sort of see how that plays out. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> I think you gave us our first angry react there, Dave. Um, <laughs> uh, what, <laughs> what we got here? Uh, before we get stuck into that, Jeff says, happy to hear that all around, Dave. Good on you. So good on you for checking out the Isn't stuff right. that recommended. Uh, David says, great lineup, but not coming to Adelaide. Megadeth would be good to see, which is true. Uh, Roy says, just going to see Megadeth. Okay, cool. Um, and when you put up that thing there, that's when we got the negative remark. I think Dave, no brother. So <laughs> there we go. I have no uh, Nicole says, Split not a great live, and I don't particularly like them. They are an interesting <laughs> band live. Uh, what do we got here? Dean says, I'm going. I'm, am I the only one who thought maybe Metallica or Iron Maiden or just Priest would be on it? I'm looking forward to seeing Megadeth finally. Interesting to see how big or small the attendance is for this being the same place Download Fest has been. Hope for more festivals. If this goes well, we need them. Yeah, we both echo those sentiments. Um, I didn't think any is other big event. Is a complete be- lineup, or do you reckon they'll add more in future in weeks to come? I don't know. It's it's feels- it, it is one day, and it's three days in a row. So people are skeptical that they were the correct dates, but I'm guessing they'd have multiple stages ready. Yeah, for sure. You'd have but to then- perform and then jump on a fucking plane to get the, the next day. Uh, that 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 whole schedule has been pretty worked out over the years, especially since Big Day Out um, was a thing yeah. as well. Um, but we'll see. I don't, I'm not sure if they will. It's that whole you know risk versus reward thing. The more bands you add, the more people want to go. But at the same time, yeah. it also means shorter sets. That's it, and, and more outlay financially, more risk sort of thing as well. So we'll see what happens. It depends on how big of a portion of the showgrounds or whatever grounds they're using they're going to sort of use as well. You know, it might be a fee thing where they have to use, if they use a smaller amount of the grounds, they might pay less. I don't, I don't know, but, yeah. hypoth- you know, hypotheticals here. So there's a lot there. I didn't think, I think that those are the biggest bands. You won't be another announcement where you get another headline-worthy band, I don't think. I'm not, I'm guessing. I could be very wrong. I just don't get the impression this would be a drip feed thing like what um, Soundwave used to do. So... Yeah. There we go. Um, Elliot, good to see you. He's gone. Should be a great festival. Agree with Dave. Only like Megadeth and Trivium, but we'll listen to any live music, which is nice there too. Uh, Jeff says, anyone else think that Polyphia is overhyped music for mathematicians? Music doesn't need to be complex to be good. Imagine if they were the chefs. Oh, the mess of that menu. Yuck, not for me. Okay, cool. I'll have to check that one out for sure now. Uh, Vinny says, Megadeth, Trivium, and Lips Not, but hoping to be surprised by someone I haven't heard of. That's always a good thing about festivals as well. Uh, Dean says Australia needs rock and metal festivals back really hoping something can take off from this that's what all of us are there as well Yeah. Conrad says we'll do both Sydney and Melbourne even if just for Megadeth awesome I thought you'd be in on that one and uh, Rowan says good things aren't the same location in December so yeah you look at the different lineup different sizes that kind of stuff so there could definitely be more room but I'm wondering how much they're going to pad out with you know maybe Australian or New Zealand bands in that one there as well but we'll see how it shakes out you know I all reckon right. Glenfest probably could have had a bigger room bigger venues but i like you know they're probably just starting small just to make sure it starts good exactly better to, better to go un- undercut yourself rather than overcut yourself but the bands mm. they got 
they're going to sell out eventually, I reckon. Yeah, it'll be be interesting. Here's one. Uh, Dean says, if they add Metallica, it'll be their chance for an Oz tour since they cancelled due to James and Rehab. Now, that yeah. would be a, a neat fit with everything, but I'm just not sure. Logistically, those two things have fucking massive machines working around them, so I'm just not sure the Metallica group. Like, he's gone, it's just me thinking, hey, it'd be great. I'm not convinced, but who knows? We will see what happens. Just have to wait and see. I'm just thinking right now it's a good thing that it's happening at all. So there we go. Yeah. Good things. Be thankful for what we've got. Yeah, if we can get – and this is sort of taking the place of what download would have been, I guess, ultimately. So we'll um yeah. see how, how it plays out. But fingers crossed, if we can get this one, good things, and, and download back, we might be in for a good festival circuit here again, finally, at long last, and we'll see how things shake out. But maybe not festival, the one that takes over and download in the end. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Um, I would do both. Yeah, well, I would be happy with both. Good things as well as doing well. Um, also, another bit of a sadder news here that I shared with you, Dave, last night that uh, yep. yeah, Floor Janssen has come down with a cancer diagnosis, breast cancer, it looks like. Now, I've got a statement here that she's put out on all of her socials. It's going to lead to you. Life comes in waves with ups and downs. I have had the joy of writing many highs and I've shared these with you through my social media and the many, many shows worldwide through many years of my career. But now a new wave has hit me. Not a good one. I have breast cancer. I was, di- I was diagnosed a little over two weeks ago and I will have surgery tomorrow to remove the tumor. My prognosis is very good. It seems to be a non-aggressive cancer, which seems to not, not have spread. I will keep my breast and I'll be cancer-free after the surgery, plus a local radiation treatment that will take place three months after the surgery. Uh, we'll know more after the surgery again to see if this positive prognosis stands. Uh, there's more there. If you wanted to go and find it, it's all on all the socials online. But, yeah, just basically sitting there and going, okay, well, um, fingers crossed it all goes well. Obviously, the surgery happening uh, probably sometime today as we do this one, to be honest. But, yeah, yeah. we're just sending out wishes for a, a healthy, full and speedy recovery kind of thing from this kind of stuff. It's always a bit dramatic. But, yeah, I know you're – like it's, it's not about, you know, super fandom or anything like that, but it's just a case of – for me, it's just, wow, you want to see these things go really well. But for you, you're a big fan of the band, so it might hit you a bit more differently than it does me. So yeah. what are your oh, As most people know, I'm a massive Nightwish fan and I'm a massive mm. Floor Jensen fan. I mean, when I first saw her perform, I didn't know who she was and she won mm. me over during the concert. And mm. it was just an amazing, amazing performance. But then you get to know the people in the bands that you like from their socials and she's just a genuinely nice person, so... Yeah. It's one of those bad things happen to good people, and it's like it, 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 she doesn't deserve something like this. But no, they caught it early. She got detected. She'll be okay. It sounds like, and um, mm. she did an amazing thing by just going public with it and encouraging people yeah. to get checked if you think something is wrong. And you know, we, we're pretty lucky in our country and her country that we have a lot of good treatment and a lot yeah. of early detection possibilities. So if you do think something is wrong get it checked but um yeah i um wish her a speedy recovery and for her friends and family mm. not good news yeah. not good news fingers crossed we get more positive news over the next sort of three months so yeah again just reiterating what you said what i said before about you know it's wishing i don't think she'll ever see this one but if she does we're just genuinely wishing her all the best and, and hopefully we get better news on the horizon in the very near future on that one as well 
Um, <laughs> here we go. Dean also followed up with his previous comment. Megadeth and Metallica on the same bill. Bloody hell. Um, <laughs> interesting. Uh, over on Twitch, CMDR Ando. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, hey, lads. Keen for NotFest. Oh, this is a new festival experience for us, and I'm keen to see how the touring circuit builds back in this country post-COVID. Very good point. Very good point. Well, I think we're all very keen to see how that plays out. Uh, Sally says, there's a young Aussie band, The Witching Hour. Add them. They're good. They are a good band. Very nicely done there. Good choice. Uh, Conrad says, I'd like to see locals, Barbarian and Ugly Kings added to the build. They'd be yeah, both yeah. good bits too. Same cool. with um, Devil Electric. They'd be a good band for that. We should yeah. do a, we, should, we'll, we will do more on this in the future. Like we'll do, we'll do a thing where you build some, add another wave to this band, to this festival. So we'll do something in, in the socials, but on, on the stream. Yeah, we'll, we'll work it out in a bit. I've got to sit down and do some stuff. Dean says, they should add Desecrator to the festival for local metal. That'd be good as well. Which grind? Which grind would be great. Uh, Jeff says, just guys said that Big Mars has retired from Motley Crue. We have, yeah. We'll get to that in just a second, Jeff. That's so coming up. Um, Dean says, very sad. Cancer is a cunt. <laughs> we'll say it. Uh, fingers crossed for a speedy recovery and beat this. Uh, also, Mal says, oh, no, have every single Nightwish album, so best wishes to Floor, which is nice too. And Vinny says, Mick Mars retired from touring, which was coming. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, Vince is Vince Meal still struggling to sing every third word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> so basically, uh, yeah, those were the two we planned to cover off. And then with the same like the song of the week, we plan to bring in a news article kind of thing to discuss with both of us. So... Your choice this time around, Dave, was exactly that bit of news. It's just been referenced that Mick Mars has retired from touring and issued a very brief statement. Uh, do you want to take over on this one or are you wanting me to read it out? Uh, read it out because I didn't copy it down. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, Mick Mars, co-founder and lead guitarist of the heavy metal band Motley Crue for the past 41 years, has announced today that due to his ongoing painful struggle with AS, he will no longer be able to tour with the band. Mick will continue as a member of the band but can no longer handle the rigors of the road. AS is an extremely painful and crippling degenerative disease which affects the spine. Uh, so basically it's, it's about... Him pulling off of the road, which I think is no real shock if you've been following the band at all, to be honest. I was surprised he was even on the road at any point over the last sort of five years. Um, so, yeah, the, he's not going to be... He, I know the band said they weren't going to do any more songs, but I'm pretty sure he'll still be a member of the band for promotional and recording purposes. If they do any recording, he'll also be doing his solo stuff. I know that's going to be continued on as well. But, yeah, the, the Motley Crue... Uh, adding more dates to their quote-unquote world tour with Def Leppard. Um, but it's not coming to Australia, so it's not really a world tour, is it? Uh, but anyway, that's the official statement. But, Dave, this was your uh, little choice for this week. So what do you think? Yeah. yeah. Mot Motley are one of my first five bands when I was a kid. So I've I've loved this band for a very long time. And, you know, if, if they'd followed up Dr. Feelgood with something massive like Usual Illusion, they could have been my band. But they didn't, Guns N' Roses did, and things are what they are. But I still have a very, very soft spot for this band. Uh, yeah. All all jokes and obvious what they've become over the years yeah. aside. But, you know, they, they were a fucking great band. And to see someone that you've known as a fan for so many yeah. long years get to this point, it's really, really sad. And yeah. but. He pushed himself a lot more than any of us could have done. I mean, he, he's, well, he's no pain in his life more than we've ever won. Yeah, he's a lot older than the rest of the band, yeah. too. 
And I have no idea the amount of pain that he's been through. I couldn't imagine yeah. not being able to move your neck just basically and still get up on stage and play. Mm-hmm. I mean, people say this band should retire, that band should retire. Retire from what? Ozzy retired in the early 90s because they thought he was sick. It turns out mm-hmm. he wasn't. It was misdiagnosed. He came back and he said, retirement sucks. Retire yeah. from what? It's <laughs> not a normal fucking job. Yeah. You don't just give up your passion for music because mm-hmm. you get older. And he pushed himself more than probably what would have been healthy, but agree with that. It, it's come to the point where he can't anymore. Yeah. So that's really sad. Now, the tail end of, of music careers is always sad for me, but yeah. if John Five is replacing him, that would be interesting. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I reckon it's going to happen because this was a rumor initially and this has been yeah. confirmed. So, more than yeah. likely, I think, think he'd be a good fit. So I'm curious to see what they would sound. And he'd be interesting to see on stage. He'd be interacting with the crowd a lot more. So it might revitalize. I'm not going to get – well, Vince isn't as bad as he was a few years ago. He's put some work in, but they're yeah. not what they were. But it, I don't care. If they came down here, I'd probably go see him, especially if Def Leppard and Poison were with him. The world tour is a yeah. fucking world tour. People. But, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I agree with the world too, so fuck me down. That shit's been to tears. But um, but the 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 sentiment there. I think he's seventy one and he's pushed for a fucking long. He's been sick for a very long time. Yeah. Um, so you know, well done for him making it this far. To be honest, um, and just hopefully wishing, or just generally wishing him all the best for whatever he does with himself. I mean, he's fucking well and truly earned it. John Five being with the band would be actually an interesting draw. His energy bouncing off Nikki Six on Nikki Six on stage would be something else to watch, I reckon. So if that comes true, I think he'd be a pretty good fit. He'd bring something different to it, and he's just a, a quirky character anyway. So I think it'd be a lot mm-hmm. of fun to just see that play out. We'll see what happens in that regard. I just want to wish Mick all the best in that uh, with him, with his health first and foremost, because that's the one thing you can't get back is that. So that's the more important thing. And I think the yeah, while we make jokes about you know Vince Neil and, and a bunch of other things as well, at the same time we all do over the years. It's just for fun and games. But when people when things like this happen, it is always a bit of sadness with things. So hopefully we'll see him doing other projects. He he did a solo not long ago. Hopefully he's doing another one. I think he's working on another one anyway. And if Motley Crude any more songs, and figuratively speaking, he'll be on those as well. But we'll see what happens. But yeah, generally speaking, all the best, and we'll see what happens uh, with the replacement. They'll have to announce it soon because the dates have been announced on the um, on the tours, so they'll be making sure that lineup is out there. But Nikki Six doesn't make bad choices in that regard. I'm pretty sure they'll find the right fit for this yeah. one pretty bloody quickly. So it'll be interesting all the same. It'll be a good one to see. But yeah, all I the best. DJ Usher. That'd be not bad. That'd work, actually. That's not that. Yeah. Actually, that might be the sneaky sort of dark horse on that one because he is in um, 6 a.m. So 6 a.m. Yeah. that might work. I don't know if he's doing much yeah. else at the moment. So that could be a spot. We'll see what happens. You might have might have snuck one through there, Dave. We'll see what happens. That it, It'll be, I reckon, cool. down to the, I reckon it's either John Five or DJ. That, that, I reckon yeah. it's those two. Um, I'd hard, I'd be hard pressed to imagine anyone else sort of coming in, but anyway, we'll see what happens. Yeah, both and crew can start having harmonized solos and all that shit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Maybe get them both. We'll see. What yeah. Um, uh, Mal says, "Got to go, rockers. Have a good night and heat slated." I'm glad you're here. Oh, thanks for joining us for how long? This will be up so you can watch and catch up with the rest later on whenever you get a chance. But thanks for jumping in and saying hi. Uh, Jeff says, "Here is a question: Had crew stayed retired when they said said they would?" Would we be talking about this? Okay, question. No, <laughs> I don't think so. What about no. you, Dave? No, but 
you know, they probably convinced him somehow to give it a go, and he mm. tried. He would have tried because he's a musician, and musicians love to play. Yeah. And, you know, it's like Ric Flair getting in the fucking ring again at 70 or however old he is. It's not something you can just give away, whether your body says it should or not. Yeah. It's a passion. It's a lifestyle. It's not a job. Mm. So it, the offer was there. He tried. He realized he couldn't. So it is what it is. I'd rather they go out on this term, though, if that makes sense, like going out ahead of time, going, okay, yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm going to call it a day. I'd, I'd rather do it that way than than push too far, kind of, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, to answer the question. No, it's about his quality of life these days, I think. That's it. That's the more important thing. They're human at the end of the day. They've got to do what's right for them. It's, it's yeah. They've done more than enough. Um, but, yeah, long story short, no. If they had stayed retired, we wouldn't be talking about this. So um, there goes that one. <clears throat> Dean says, very sad to hear about Mick Mars. I think everyone's amazed he lasted this long with the man and the medical issues. He'll be in a fuckload of pain every day. Props him for doing it that long. Yep, there we go. Yeah. And Sally says, good luck and blessings to Mick. Uh, Dean, I said, 100% Dave, our legends don't know how to retire because it's all they know. Why stop if you can still do it? Look at the stones. Well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, David says, John Five, good guitarist. Mick Mars, 71, great run. Bless him. So there we go. Um, <laughs> Vinny says, I'm going to see Vince plug menu log. <laughs> oh, fuck. I just picture uh, him doing book dogs rap. Sorry, he's a typo, hoping to see menu. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. Uh, Tom, good to see you. Uh, if, if John Five joins crew, will this fail like Vi with Whitesnake? I don't think so. What about you? Uh, we'll only give it a go. Time will tell. I don't think it'll fail. I don't think it'll fail. I think it, I think it, there's enough of a definitive base this and with the other bands on the tour as well i don't think it'll fail it's a it's a pretty good lineup so i'm pretty sure they're set dean says richie fortin to take over mars first thought of a replacement i don't think there's a chance in hell of that um what about you (laughs) too busy oh wow can you imagine motley crew with fucking shredding solos yeah but his heart just exploded and he's busy with (laughs) with judas priest stop my heart (laughs) <laughs> um so <laughs> while it would be fun and it'd be great for the puns um oh wow it, it'd write itself on stage wouldn't it um yep. but the, <laughs> i i think it'd be great i don't think it'll happen though it would it would be a good fit but i just don't see it i think that with the new album in the works for priest coming soon they'll be busy promoting and touring that i don't think there'll be any chance of getting someone like um richie to jump in for the extended duration of days they've got going on there um here's one though jeff says richie cotts would be a good fit um so there we oh, go that's that'd be a cool fit that would work too interesting, yeah. it would be interesting and uh dean liked your little pun there too so there we go <laughs> Um, all right, I have one more bit of news here. This is my choice for, for this week. Speaking of Priest and Richie Faulkner, actually, um, there is a new supergroup been announced. This is the band is Elegant Weapons. It has members of Priest, Pantera, and Rainbow. Rainbow is a bit dubious, but anyway. Um, so anyway, so it's it's you've got Priest guitarist Richie Faulkner and drummer Scott Travis, uh, along with a Pantera bassist Rex Brown, and uh, one 
Michael Schenker Group and many, many other projects in Ronnie Romero being the vocals. Uh, and also the other sort of priest time to this one is Andy Sneap has been working with the band producing their debut album, Horns for a Halo, which is due in autumn, so not far away, actually. Um, they say spring 2023, sorry, so autumn 2023 for us. Uh, so, yeah, sorry, a bit longer away than I thought it originally, but, yeah. So that's who's in this lineup. It's a pretty good thing. Um it's just interesting that yeah that, that there's a um yeah you got fucking it's a good lineup you got Richie Faulkner Scott Travis Rex Brown Ronnie Romero and production being handled by Andy Sneap I'm assuming he'd probably do some guitar work as well why not he's there um, but just for me it was my uh, sort of pick of the news for this week another supergroup has been announced as a pretty bloody good lineup and there's an album already in the works which I'm pretty excited by. I liked uh, Rex Brown's outside of Pantera stuff too. So to be real, I reckon him and Richie Faulkner playing with each other would be really bloody cool. I reckon those two would have a really interesting dynamic. Uh, Ronnie Romero is a great vocalist. Um, if you if you if you follow his career at all, uh, it's funny because Darren's gone. How many projects is Ronnie Romero in? I've fucking mm. lost count. I have lost count. It is insane. You go through his discography for someone who's not a household name. He's done so many good albums, it's it's not funny. It's a bit like um Jeff Scott Soda, just keeps pumping out albums and you never fucking know about them. So um there's no music or anything yet, it's just an announcement that's been done, but they've already got the band name, the album in the works, the title of it, and the lineup all sorted out. So obviously taking it pretty seriously, uh, but I'm very, very curious to see what they're gonna do with it. But uh, to me, sounds good on paper. We'll have to wait and see what happens, but it sounds good on paper. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I'll give it a listen, considering those that are involved. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of currency in the name, so it'd be cool if a young band could walk into a record company and say, "Hey, we call this. We want to make an album." But because these people have their name, they can easily mm. do that. And there's a lot of bands doing that at the moment. Yeah, and I'm really not sure how I feel about that because well, we'll get to our <laughs> yeah i know i'm trying to keep these two separate but i'm curious to see how these guys playing together i mean there's so many great musicians out there it'd be great to see what they would sound like mm. playing together like it's becoming very common but um yeah. people involved yeah but um i i don't know I'm, I'm gonna cop some slack for this but fuck it the way it's being marketed musicians from pantera priest and rainbow yeah, okay right. you think Pan, you think pantera you go Bill, Dime, Vinny, Rex. Yeah. yeah. To a you point, I, I'm probably going to disagree with you overall, though. I, I do think of yeah. Rex. Yeah, but anyway. You think Priest, you think Classic Priest. Faulkner's a mm. fucking great guitar player. He's yeah, I, I get what you're getting at. I, I yeah. get what you're getting at. Yeah. There's a lot of currency in the name, mm. and I think a lot of these side projects go off that name. But yeah, a lot come and go. Mm. But I'm, I'm in this case, I'm curious to hear what they're going to sound like. I just think that these get a lot of um, step up from a lot of other younger bands. Yeah. When I'm not sure if they earned it as the band itself. True, sure, but at the same time, you can say they've earned it based on their individual careers to date as well. Yeah. So, that, and it's, right. it's a gray area because it depends mm. who the musicians are. It's like the. Mm. The current touring lineups of many classic bands don't consist of the original lineup, but yeah. who is that musician that's there? Who are you paying to see? 
Whereas in mm. this case, I mean, like I said, it depends on who's involved. I mean, there could be 20 guitarists that I love all playing together and I go and buy that with no lyrics at all. It was just 20 guitarists that I like jamming together. Yeah. It's all personal preference, I suppose. But yeah, yeah as it is, this is an interesting lineup. So yeah, I, I can't judge. I haven't heard any fucking music yet. So <laughs> yeah, well, you're here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll quickly go to a couple of comments here. Uh, what do we got? Um, Dean says this lineup will be interesting. Keen to hear some stuff when it's released. So yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. Definitely keen to see that. And here we go. Here's one for you, Dave. Tom, good to see you, buddy, over on YouTube. Going. Why do you think Axel brought back Slash the name? So yeah, but it has yeah. weight. It has weight. He didn't necessarily have to. I mean, Guns N' Roses toured for well over 15 years without him. They didn't come to Australia, though. Yes, they did. I saw them. Did they? Okay. Yeah, my musical. <laughs> but yeah, the one thing I got from that concert is DJ okay, Austin. Okay. Cool they didn't play the MCG without Slash, did they? No, no, they didn't. They were playing <laughs> much better. But, you know, they were still around. Certainly yeah. didn't have to, but yeah, it was definitely about the name. But Axel's yeah. got a big name on his own. True. I, here's a... Oh, this would be a, a, a question for another day. But just think, just for, just for the audience out there, who is the bigger name in Guns and Roses, Axl Rose or Slash? Depends what you want from a song. If you're a guitar person, then Slash. If you're a lyric person, Axl. What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of Guns and Roses? When you, it's one of those rare ones where I think the lead guitarist kind of takes it. It's like ACDC with, with Angus Young. I think Guns N' Roses and Slash. I don't know. I, I can't answer that because I'm too close. I can't see the yeah, forest through the tree. Yeah. But, you know, oh, fuck. I, I don't want to sound sexist, but, you know, if you were a teenage girl that grew up on Guns N' Roses, you probably went for Axel. Not necessarily. <laughs> Not necessarily, but odds are... No, I, I can't speak. I never was a teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to take us down a fucking weird path. Man. We might just fail on that one now. Hit the eject yeah. button on that. You know, I, uh, I, I know people that were all about Izzy Stradlin. They think Guns N' Roses. They think Izzy. I, what he I agree with that there wouldn't be Guns N' Roses. We're going to get way into the weeds now. And I, I agree yeah. there'd be no Guns N' Roses without Izzy. But I just think just as a, just as a who's the bigger draw? I who's the bigger draw? Well, look at it this way. Guns N' Roses played My Music Bowl. Velvet Revolver played Festival Hall. True, but Guns N' Roses played MCG only when Slash came back. When they were both together. So it's, yeah. it's one of those things. Collectively, they can do. They can conquer yeah. the world. Individually, not so much. Hey, it's an like, interesting question. Like Motley, like Motley Crue. You know, people argue that the self-titled album with John Karabi is probably the best thing they ever did. They were mm. playing club. Whereas yeah. Vince Neil comes back, they do a stadium tour, even to this day. Yeah. Well, there we go. It's an interesting one. What's in a name? Yeah. Yeah. No, we've got some comments on that. Dean says Slash. Um, Jeff says at one point we're an Axel. Tom says Axel such a mystery when he's not on stage. Edge yeah. crushes says Slash by a mile. Jeff says but Slash is. Um, this, Rowan says Slash by a top hat. So that's a good one there. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to say it, Doc. Doc, man, he was oh, the glue oh, that held yeah. the band together. No they, uh, it, is the whole, it is the whole thing. But, again, you got to go back and get um, – 
Ah, uh, the drummer, fucking Stephen Adler. That's it. Yes, thank you. I couldn't get the fucking name out of it. Um, but yeah, Dean says 100. Andrew, how Angus with ACDC slash with Gunners. That's what I think of slash straight away. Uh, yep. <laughs> are you sure about that, Dave? Uh, <laughs> about the I was never a teenage girl. Yeah, I think so. Jeff's going, Dave was a teenage dirtbag listening to Iron Maiden. There we go. There's a good pun. (laughs) (laughs) Tom says, when Slash Duff, Axel joined the Foo Fighters on stage. Who got the biggest ovation? Axel. Okay. Didn't know that. Yeah. Brian on Facebook's going, Slash. Good to see you. Thanks for jumping in there. Uh, Vinny says, let's just... Hoban would have rolled over in his grave when Axel joined the Foo Fighters. <laughs> That's true. Here we go. Here's one. This is actually really good for people that know the backstory, or not a backstory, but there's, there's a bit of history here with this. <laughs> Vinny says, let's explore that angle. Dave, if you're a teenage girl, who would you throw your knickers at? The reason why this question is fucking hilarious is to me is because Dangerous Curves kept throwing their fucking top at you every single time you went and saw them play live. <laughs> so who would you throw yours at, Dave? I would have thrown my knickers at the pretty girl in the front row because I would have been a lesbian. <laughs> okay well played um wow uh, tom says slash another band never plays huge places okay there we go there we go conrad says axel owns the rights to the name izzy Stradlin is the man yes i agree with this one people should think of the name guns and roses when when it's mentioned this he is the one that that thinks that way uh or should be thought of in that regard i think we both agree with that one that izzy was kind of the heart and soul of it all in the, the day um for me anyway. thing. one of those bands that collectively everyone brought something yeah. important Definitely, definitely. That you can't beat the whole lineup, but that's that's a given. Uh, Sally says, "Slash, I'm a singer. It's Slash, mate. No teenage girl actual thing. Always Slash. He is the epitome of both hat, a hot and fucking cool." So there we go. Darren says, "Slash me," but the general public will say, "Axel." Okay, there we go. <laughs> Sally says, "Duff rocks hot as to Axel can fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> Here's a question that I think we both know the answer to, Dave. Will Stephen be in Guns and Roses again? Dean asked that question. I would say no. No. You, you might get a one-off performance every now and then, but I think they did that a few years ago. And I haven't heard anything from Stephen in ages. I don't know what he's doing these days. His, his last solo, album, I forget the name of it, was fucking awesome. Like, it was really yeah. good. You were on that review, uh, weren't you? Back from, back from the Dead? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was fucking great. Mm. Amazing album. Go and check that out if you haven't done so. Please do. All right, let's dovetail. Let's go into the. I'll, I'll go back to the releases and stuff in a minute. Let's just go back into overrated, underrated because we're here now. May as well do this. Cool. Well, here we go. Quick question. Quick question before we do. Um, Conrad says, "Would Matt Sorum ever come back?" Don't mm. think so either. It'd be nice, but I don't know. No, I, I think out of all the members that have been in Guns and Roses, Axel hates him the most. <laughs> That's saying something. Um, there, there, what? There is rumors. Uh, he had something going with Stephanie. Okay. Yeah, I don't know the full story of that, but and, and his book recently was pretty scathing, and a lot of people said it was a lot of bullshit. So I haven't read it. So I, I think he dug a hole for himself. So I don't think he'll be back anytime soon. Yeah. Which is a shame because they've got the usual illusion thing happening, box set happening soon. So it'd be cool mm. to see that lineup. A follow-up question from Day if Dean says, if there's a new album with Guns N' Roses, will they call Adler up to drum? I'm still going to say no. What about you? No. They'll have the new guy. Um, yeah. Fuck, I can't even think of his name. I'm just calling the new guy. While we're on the subject, what, what the fuck does that chick do? Why is she even in the band? She's unnecessary. Like a turntable person in Slipknot. You know the funniest thing about it? In, the, in, the, on the, in all this conversation, no one's mentioned Dizzy Reed. But anyway, um, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, uh, Conrad says, I get the impression Axel and Matt didn't end well. I think that's what's basically being alluded to here. So I don't think, I think what you got now is about as close as it's ever going to get. I, you might, might convince Izzy to come back on a studio album, maybe at a pinch, but I think that'd be the only one you'd possibly get. I think if he was going to do it, he would have done Velvet Revolver, but he did some songwriting and then pissed yeah. off because he doesn't want the spotlight anymore. He's that's happy. It. Maybe maybe he'd be a writer. That might work. But yeah. um, we'll see what happens. Here we go. Tom says, I'd rather see an original five. I uh, see the original five again. Saw them in 88 opening for Aerosmith. That would have been fucking amazing, oh. gig. Wow. That would have been amazing. Okay. That's cool. All righty. Anyway, let's get to overrated and underrated before we move on to other things. Uh, this is not going to take us too long, I don't think, Dave. But we'll get into it quickly. I think uh, due to the preamble before, they're going to know where you mm-hmm. land on this one. We'll start with you anyway. So the game today is overrated, underrated, and it's to do with supergroups. Are supergroups overrated, underrated, or somewhere about right? Dave, I think we know, but let us know. Yeah, yeah, overrated. Simply mm. because it was cool. 10 years ago when you had the, these all bands from this band and that band, like Brides of Destruction was kind of cool. Yeah. Simply because we hadn't had anything cool from Motley Crue for ages. So Nikki Six and um, Tracy Guns doing something together was, that's a mm. fucking cool album, that first one. But yeah. these days it seems like every other week we've got some type of super group coming along. And, and the front uh, is this for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, Frank, Frank Bellow and David Elson did something mm. A little while ago, it comes. You give it a, a listen. It's kind of cool, and then it goes. And there are so many other bands around at the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not we're not sport, we're not lacking in anything to listen to. We're actually sport for choice quite yeah. significantly. So, like I said, every other day we've got another band coming along. They they get a big push because of who they are. Then mm-hmm. they go back to their day job. And I would rather a band be able to be so diverse in their songwriting and their musicianship that they can do everything that they want to do underneath their umbrella of their mm. main band. I mean, I'm yeah. going to mention Mike Portnoy. He's done yeah. so many things after leaving Dream Theater. Mm. Nothing has been as good as what he did when he was in that band. He's done some good stuff. He's but he's good. Yeah. yeah. But where's his home? I don't know because you know he had the winery dogs and he had fucking I uh, I can't even rattle them off, but he's had lots of Atlantic, he'll go back to this, he'll do that, he'll tour this. He's constantly busy and I guess variety makes him happy, but he's he's not doing a stamp. He doesn't have that umbrella. But I would you know think of Metallica, you don't have many side projects from that band. That's because there was a rule for a while that you couldn't. <laughs> exactly. I, I like yeah. Kurt Hammett's solo album, but he's not. That was a you know, little Kurt EP. Yeah. yeah, it was a good EP. But you don't see Kurt Hammett teaming up with another bunch of musicians and forming another band. They'll no. might do a small thing, but you know, Metallica is right very variation enough in their music to be able to do anything. I mean, they could yeah. do another load. I don't think they would, but that's still that's part cool. of their catalog. They still perform songs from St. Anger because yeah. it's all under the Metallica banner. So. I would rather bands be like that. And, you know, Corey Taylor has a million fucking side projects. Mike Patton has, what, 40 fucking bands? <laughs> Yeah, speaking of people in how many projects, yeah, Mike Patton. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless you're an absolute diehard fan of this one individual person, you're not going to keep yeah. up with all this. 
And how many people still want Mike Patton to go back to Faith No More? I don't. I fucking hate that band. <laughs> I would. I would. Oh, definitely. Exactly. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter what side projects people get sidetracked by. Be yeah. diverse enough in the music you make under your home band to be able to do what you want to do. I would prefer that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going to agree with you ultimately that I think they're overrated. Not because the projects are shit. There's nothing to do with that. The quality is usually pretty bloody good, to be honest. Some of it's outright amazing. Um, but I just think that where it used to be a rarity, that's why it was cool. Now it's yeah. like every person and their fucking dog and the term supergroup is fucking so loosely thrown around now. It can be anyone. Um, and that's not to, to be critical of that. That's just how things naturally evolve. But... It's just um, I just find that the the original idea of what Supergroup used to be versus what it is now has been somewhat watered down, the reality of it. And like I said before, the music is never bad. I've, I've yet to come across – actually, I can't say never, but very, very rarely do you come across a Supergroup that doesn't live up to general expectations. So it is a good album or a good song or whatever else have you. It's never, it never, it's very rarely shit. I'll put it that way. And even then it comes down to taste because some people like it anyway. So whatever. Um, so generally speaking, they're good releases. That's not, that's not the problem I have with it. The problem I have with it is that it never lives up to the hype. Never lives up to the hype. Like you, you think about the people in the band and you get so excited because you think, okay, before you got, oh, we got these guys from Priest, we got this guy from Pantera. Oh my God, there's a fucking great vocalist. This is going to have to kick ass. It'll probably be a really good album, but it won't kick the absolute shit out of anything else next year. Mm. It, I dare say that if we review it next year, here's, here's a, hot, a, hot, a hot take. That album, when it comes out next year, won't make any of our top tens. That's because we're general. more inclined to go for our favourite main bands and to push a new band that we discovered. But it's not even that. I just don't think it'll be good enough to push anything out of the top ten. Yeah. Gen- how many times over the You're the second longest tenured member now. So how many times over the years has a super group made a top ten list? I don't think they've ever made one of mine. I don't think they've made many at all, if any at all. So it's a very rare thing for it to be one of the best albums of the year. We average listening to what four hundred odd albums in a year, mm-hmm. and very, very rarely does a, a does a supergroup top it out. You know what I mean? It, it, it's very rare, and that's across all of us over all the years. Yeah. I, I I'm struggling to think of one. I might be wrong. I could well be wrong, but I'm struggling to think of one off the top of my head. Um, maybe Killer Be Killed would come close the first album in particular. That might be where where I might go a bit close on that one. But that's about it out of all. But when you when I can think of maybe one <laughs> out of all the super groups that have come out over the last 10 plus years, that kind of sells me about where it lies. They're good. They're, it's not about them being bad. They're good. But I just think they're overrated because they never can live up to the hype that's generated by the press releases and all the way that has been marketed. So that's why I'm going to go with overrated. So there we go. There's an interesting little conversational point let's see what comments we got on that one um tom says that that gig with uh aerosmith and and um guns and roses in 88 was awesome so he goes yeah it was thank you <laughs> jealous as fuck right now uh conrad says depending on the super group look at one of the first in metal being rainbow true but 
I'm thinking more contemporary than classic. Uh, Roy says frontiers are pushing out super groups like it's going out of fashion. A lot of just mediocre, and that's why I say I said before I don't know if anyone caught it, but I said frontiers are fuck this for everyone. Yeah. Um, uh, Darren said there was rule metallic in the side projects, which we touched on before. Jeff says, and how good is patient number nine? I'm still listening to it. Surprising me, shits all over the sick, the dying, and the dead. For me, it's something ghost in pair of album of the year. Here we go. We're gonna get stuck. Speaking of albums of the year, we're going to be polling the audience very, very soon for the audience choice top 10 of the year. So get, keep mm-hmm. your eyes peeled for that on socials. Yeah. Uh, Darren says it's like around every corner, there's another super group. And this is the general vibe of it now. This yeah. is the, I don't know, it might not be all comments like this, but this is the vibe. This is definitely the vibe. Vinny says, I agree. Pretty hard to knock over Michael Bublé's next Christmas album out of the charts. Uh, yes, well, <laughs> him and Mariah Carey are defrosting right now. So for all the Halloween haters out there, you want to keep Halloween around because that's the only thing keeping Michael Bublé in his fucking Christmas jumper and Mariah Carey's all over Christmas on ice. That's the only thing keeping those fuckers on ice. Um, oh, no, it's truly fucking horrifying. That's true. Mate, it's yeah. funny because you noticed this as well. This year, we've had Christmas decorations and Halloween decorations in the shops at the same time. Mm-hmm fucking madness so the only thing keeping christmas at bay is halloween so get into it folks um roy says traveling wilburys don't know enough to to make a claim there uh but darren says killer be killed are freaking awesome they are both their albums are great but that's why i think they're the only ones who would really sort of push that envelope for me personally um just on my taste my listing over the last 12 plus years all righty do a quick gig plug here. I'm going to lean into it. So just for the gig plug, it's in the description box, but I'm going to put it quickly in the comments now. This is a gig we're actually sponsoring on the media side of things. I'm going to give this one a plug every week until it happens, <laughs> just because I really should. This is Thrash Fest, which is a festival we, we love here. Uh, we've had a lot to do with these guys over the years. This is one that's going to be absolutely fucking phenomenal. There is Harlot, Mason, Pure Envy, which I can't wait to fucking see them. Uh, the Ascended, Encrypt, Lethal Vendetta, Livewire, Thrash, Bandicoot, uh, Reaver, Warrior Within, Clarity of Chaos, and Rawtism. Good friends of ours, Keith, if you're here, then fucking let us know. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of awesome fucking bands on that. We've got bands from Melbourne, Newcastle, Warrnambool, Sydney, uh, Wollongong, uh, Queensland, and Canberra as well. So it's getting everyone over here. This is happening at Pelly Bar in Frankston, which is right around the corner from Nikki and Tim. Uh, it is on – where am I at here? It's not through the event page. The tickets are just over 30 bucks. so get on them now. And it is – where's the fucking date? Oh, December 10th. Fucking idiot, right at the top. Um, I'm out of practice. December 10, Pelly Bar, Frankston, Thrash Fest, 30 bucks, just about a bit over that, a ticket. Harlot, Mason, Pure Envy, The Ascended Encrypt, Lethal Vendetta, Livewire, Thrash Bandicoot, Reva, Warrior Within, Clarity Chaos, and Royston. That is going to be an awesome fucking gig. That's a great little venue too, the Pelly Bar. I haven't been there for a long, long time. Might have to um, make a – uh, a journey that way, I think, in December. That'll be mm. cool. I'm actually going to Horsehead the week before, so that might be a good one to punch cool. me this year. Uh, what do we got here? Jeff says, one could argue that patient number nine is the result of a super group of musicians coming together to make an extraordinary album. That's why I mentioned it. Yeah, I did get the feeling you were going that way, um, but it's more about, it's again, going back to a name. If that makes sense, that's Bill as yeah. Ozzy Osbourne, and Ozzy's always had the he's had certain key musicians over the years, but there's always been something of a revolving door around the Ozzy Osbourne side of things. So I think under a name, it gets gravitas. But the supergroup is just you know, it is what it is. Alrighty, tomorrow is release day. Friday is release day every week. So we're just going to quickly go through our releases of the week or that we're looking forward to. So Dave, let's get stuck into what are you looking forward to dropping tomorrow? 
Um, there's a lot of re-releases happening, but throughout mm. a lot of that, I've managed to pick up a name that really surprised me, and that's The Damned. I didn't know they yeah. were still around. Mm. And I know them from the song that Guns N' Roses covered on the Spaghetti Incident. <laughs> I have to always go back to that. But they were also in The Young Ones. So yeah. I'm not a, not really up to date with what they've been doing. But, yeah, I'm keen to hear what they're doing this day because they'd be like a million years old, which is kind of cool considering they're the damned and they look like zombies. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. But um, it, Fear Factory um, was on there, but with the album called Recoded, I'm guessing yeah. it's an album with shitty remixes, which I – Fucking it is hate. a remix album. Yep. Yeah. So in the bin, I fucking hate <laughs> remixes. So, speaking about that, and uh, it's a re-release, but a whole bunch of Farian albums seem to be re-released. Yeah. I don't. I've heard a couple of songs from the band, and I don't know much about them. So I'd be keen to give them a bit of a listen and spend some time with that band because from what you I have it. heard, they're pretty yeah. good. You go through the list, there's like five re-releases, but then you've got Leviathan 2. So I have a feeling that might be the new one that's you know, triggering okay. all this off. So I'd have, have a look at that. Okay, mm. Cool. Give that some further look. Yeah. yeah, it seems to be a big re-release day to my... Yeah, between Therion and Toxic Reasons, you've got fucking 10-plus re-releases there tomorrow, mm. which is a bit fucking crazy to me, but all right. Um, yeah, a bit nuts. Anything else on your little list there? Nah, it's a pretty short one this week, all right, cool. Uh, I like you had the dance. It's it's called A Night of a Thousand Vampires, which is actually a, a live performance. I think there's actually a DVD go with this one as well, but it's a live performance. Okay, I think it was cool. done last year from memory. I, I, I try to remember the press release and I saw it a while ago. Um, but yeah, that, that's I actually checked out the one video they had at that time. It was actually pretty bloody cool. So that, that, that's on my list as well. I, I, I want to check it out because that'll be a lot of fun, if nothing else. Just be the cool mm-hmm. to see those guys getting back on stage for a, a long uh, for the first time in a while. Actually, uh, Foo Fighters have the essential Foo Fighters coming out tomorrow. It's a it's a it's a you know obviously a greatest hits collection. But I'm only curious about what songs have been chosen to make the list. If that makes sense, right. that's why I'm, I'm curious about them and what they actually put in print. You can have a Spotify playlist. That's whatever, but. Just want to see what they actually put into print on the on the quote unquote greatest hits or the essential listening. Uh, Joe Lynn Turner has a new one coming out tomorrow. Belly of the Beast. Joe Lynn Turner is pretty bloody good in general, so it's another one with a heap of projects or a heap of albums under the belt. So that's one to always check out too. Royal Hunt have Dystopia Part Two coming out. Not a huge huge fan personally, but you know a lot of people do rave about that band, so I'm curious to check it out. But then there's also this one here. It's a it's a soundtrack by various artists. It's Bound for Hell on the Sunset Strip. It's a box set. There, there's a lot going into this one, so I'm, I'm not over the particulars of it, but I know there's a lot of cool little tracks been dumped into this one. So it's, um, yeah, a really cool, diverse little project to, to check out if you're keen on, on looking on some different things. So that's, uh, that's due for release tomorrow. So, again, all these things are subject to fucking change. So if they're not out tomorrow, don't blame us, blame the labels or the bands, but that's what the dates have been given are. So we'll go with that and, and see what comes out tomorrow. Uh, Roy says, looking forward to John Norum, Joe Lynn Turner, and Jaded Hard. Okay, I'll check out John Norum and Jaded Hard. Okay, didn't know that John Norum had one coming out tomorrow. Awesome, nice. Uh, and here we go. Rowan says, we'll definitely check out new Royal Hunt and Therion albums. There we go. Cool. So we'll have to do some digging on those ones next week, Dave. We'll see how we go with things. Um, but I think we're about ready to get stuck in the main event of the evening, aren't we? Um, all right, all right, now. 
<clears throat> this is fun now. Before you get at us and go nuts and go, what the fuck are you even doing? This is not about determining if one album is shit or not. This is a battle to see which one sort of comes out on top at the end. It's a randomized fucking thing about, okay, let's put a bunch of albums in the ring and see which one sort of comes out at the end being quote unquote the winner. It's not to declare anything as shit. It's just to, do, you know, have some fun with things and, and, and see how it goes. So we polled the audience prior to this for some albums because I mapped it out. We got like, we're going to wrap up, I think the last stream will be about December 8th. I think I put it on, didn't I, Dave, about that? Yeah. Um, we'll do some other stuff around Christmas before Christmas and around Christmas and that but that's about the last time we're going to be actually doing anything streaming wise Um, so this ties in by the time we knock all these albums out the last week of the year for us to stream the last little battle of these we're calling it Battle of the 50-Year-Olds. We've gone through a bunch of albums that turned 50 this year. We polled the audience, said, okay, what albums from this year are your fucking standouts? Put a little list together. And so, you know, from different seeds, we we paired things off. So just so everyone knows, the albums in the mix are Deep Purple Machine Head, Status Quo Piledriver, Alice Cooper School's Out, Uriah Heap Demons and Wizards, Deep Purple Made in Japan, Blue Oyster Cult, Blue Oyster Cult, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath Volume 4, and Scorpion's Lonesome Crow. Those are different rounds coming up. Tonight we are going to decide whether or not Deep Purple Machine Head, uh, which was the number one seed, uh, will make it through to the next round uh, by beating out Status Quo with Pile Drive, which was the number eight seed. So there is a different tier thing going on here. So it is sort of mapped out, you know, as any sort of thing goes, the one that's most popular or the better performing one gets to go top and then, you know, it, it works its way down from there. So the the top polling album, the number one seed was Deep Purple Machine Head. Status Quo was the number eight seed on this one. So we're putting those two together head to head to see which one comes out on top. I did put a post up yesterday on social, which some people thought was Nick. I'm looking at you. <laughs> he goes, is this even a serious question? Um, so, yes, it was in the context of this thing. It's not, like I said, it's not to determine... If anything's good or bad, it's just to see which one comes out on top in the end for a bit of fun. It's an exercise in futility, but it's just something I'm going to do for some fun and generate generate some conversation. So let's see how we go. Um, (laughs) Shit, here we go. Sorry. Rowan says, I turned 50 this year, and while I'm not an album, I take a sound if you spin me around and put a needle in me. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's coming to the night, Rowan. Well done. Oh, fuck. He's great. Well done. (laughs) Tip of that, sir. Well done. Um, all right. So on the fan vote side of things, uh, this was very one-sided. There was actually a lot of love for both albums and individual songs, but the even the people that liked both lent heavily into the one way. So the fan vote went the way of uh, Deep Purple Machine Head, so that was a clear-cut winner in the fan vote. But Dave, made you listen to both these albums. How did you go with this one? Yeah. Obviously, it's not a fair battle. It's going to be Deep Purple. I mean, mm. I fucking love the Machine Head album. And I heard that about 30 years ago, and I've been listening to that regularly ever since. Now, I heard the Status Quo album about 30 hours ago, and <laughs> once was enough. Oh, that's harsh. It, it's not terrible. It's just it, it doesn't didn't grab me all that much. I know if I grew up with it and spent a lot more time with it, I'd probably have a soft spot for it, but yeah, I'd I really argue don't. with you. I'd argue with you to go and give it some more time. I think it's better than yeah, you Yeah, maybe. It just didn't didn't overwhelm me at all. That, uh, okay. I can kind of understand why they ended up doing Down, Down, Prices of Down because if this is their back catalog, <laughs> they're not making that much money. Fuck. <laughs> Whereas oh, you're going to get really... <laughs> the Machine oh. Head is just a legendary album. Great songwriting, performances, memorable songs. Highway Star alone is worth the price yeah. of entry. 
You know, whether it's heavy rock of the day or a prototype for heavy metal going forward, it's just a fucking landmark album in the history of rock and roll. It is. Even the story of Smoke on the Water. Like, yeah. It's yeah. just <laughs> fucking classic. History. Yeah. Frank's up in that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. The, the, the album just brings a smile to my face. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 not a fair fight. We'll put it that way. It's not a fair fight. Um, I did put in the comments when we, we did the polling online that, you know, I did expect to be one side. And it is, you know, it is the typical case. Whenever you get a, a, a sporting thing, the, the team has been the best all year versus the team that sort of scrapes into the finals, it's usually a pretty one-sided affair. So Deep Purple are clearly going to go through to the next round uh, where they will face uh, the winner of Alice Cooper or Uriah Heap, I think, from memory. I might be wrong on that one. I'll see how we go. Um, actually, yeah, there probably is that written. Anyway, we'll get to that in, in the weeks to come. Uh, but for now, the status quo album is actually a lot better than I think. The, the, it's funny because the fans love the album. I fully appreciate why. The um, the one thing that irked me on that album was the cover of The Doors, Roadhouse Blues. Oh, that was the, terrible. Oh, I didn't mind oh. the version. I didn't no, mind the version. No, it was no. bad. No, it wasn't that bad. I thought it was extended. Oh, no. It was extended unnecessarily. I don't think they needed the extra parts in there, but the vocal harmonies were a cool touch. But the fact that the song was sort of less than three years old and they covered it on an album, I thought that was a bit of a... It's going to sound really harsh, but it it sort of reeked of desperation, if that makes sense. Like, they're trying to try new things and they're just latching onto the coattails of the doors. I wasn't there. But, yeah, it just didn't feel... You know, hearing status quo, you know, I work in the morning, got myself a beer. It's like, yeah, it didn't feel the same attitude kind of thing to me. It just felt a bit sort of lacking. And to put that on an album three We're years... cool too. You know, <laughs> the song was recorded less than three years earlier. I didn't feel the need for that song to be on there when they had other good songs in there. So to, I've said that, but Don't Waste My Time is a great track. I also enjoyed Big Fat Mama and All The Reasons. They were great songs. All The Reasons being a nice soft one. But Paper Plane, that's a fucking ripper. Another song of that instead of the Doors cover would have been fucking awesome on this. I would have really pushed over the top of me. Like, Paper Blaine is a fucking ripping song. Like, that song is awesome. It's in the description box if you want to check it out. But I fucking loved that one. So it's a good album. It's a good classic hard rock album. And it's a band changing their style a bit and, and, and exploring new things. And so I don't think they're quite nailed it. Whereas Deep Purple... I mean, God, you've got Highway Star, Lazy, Space Truck, and When a Blind Man Cries and Smoke on the Water on this album. I mean, it's not a fair fight, not even close to a fair fight. And that's not even incorporating the history of the album itself. Like, the actual song, um, Smoke on the Water, tells the story of how this album was produced, how the fucking studio got burnt down, they had to go and fucking film a recording in the band and building. It's just, it was a... When I studied production, I learned all about the history of the actual album itself, and that fascinated me. And so it's really hard, but just... I actually think that whole album, like... It's funny because Smoke on the Water is a great song. I don't think it's the best song on the album. I would rather go with Space Truck and the Highway Star. Space Truck, to me, is a fucking great track. Um, I just think on balance in terms of tones, just the attitude in in um, Machine Head, the bite it's got, it's a band more settled in its skin kind of thing. It just felt more natural to me as opposed to status quo was good but didn't, you know, didn't have the the guns to match kind of a thing, if that makes sense. So, yeah, it's two for two, and we're with the audience in this one. It is going to be Deep Purple with Machine Head. We'll see how far they get. They're obviously going to get through the first round pretty comfortably, but I think the competition will start to, um, you know, get a bit harder, especially if it is right and Alice Cooper schools out comes up against it next round for you, Dave. So that'll be 
interesting. We'll see what happens in due course with that over time to come. But yeah, there we go. They're both good albums. I think they, they both held up really damn well. Um, they're both really easy to take into. They're both really easy listen albums. There's no bad songs. This isn't about bad music. It's about which one sort of wins. But yeah, it's just, it's, it is that whole thing. It's one versus eight, and one is going to come out ahead nine times or 99 out of 100 kind of times in this one there. So that's where we're at with that one. Let us know what your thoughts are on that. We will continue. The next round next week will be um, where I'm at Alice Cooper School's Out versus Uriah Heap, Demons, and Wizards. That's coming up next Ooh. week. So that'll be that'll be the next battle next week. So that's uh, a bit of fun for us all to have there. So give us your thoughts. Which one do you pick and why? I'm pretty sure it's, it's, it is the same thing in the commentary all along. Uh, Darren says, unfortunately, for Status Quo, which Pile Driver is a damn fine album, it's Machine Head all the way for me. Um, there we go. David says, one song, Pictures of Home, Every Member Shines. There we go. That's a very good point there too. Uh, Darren says, sacrilege, Dave, how dare you? Uh, <laughs> there we go. How dare I? You don't know me very well. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> uh, Dave doesn't have many boundaries. Uh, Vinny says, surprise, village people didn't get an opportunity here. Hey, it wasn't nominated, so there we go. Uh, Rowan says, Cole should get Deep Purple in for some never before. Have prices been this low? Branding. Oh. Actually, no. It was um. I was. It wasn't Deep Purple. I, I've got my wires crossed. But just when when um Dio Holy Diver was using a car commercial, I lost my shit years ago. That was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Um. Jeff says, case in point, the first ever Maiden single was "Women in Uniform," a Skyhooks classic song that only came out in 1980, the year before. I get it. Just yeah, just this this version didn't feel that well to feel like good to me. But Darren says Skyhook's fucking awesome. Love Shirley Strawn. Skyhook's were fantastic. So yeah. um, that's a shame that that went the way it did. Anyway, we have one more thing to get through, and that is the classic album review for this week, which is uh, the Patreon choice album review. So one review, and then we're going to get to the bin and get the fuck out of here tonight. So this is System of a Down with Boom is in the comments and the description box as your reference track. As we go through our classic review this week, this is System of Down with Steal This Album. Um, uh, hang on, before we do, David says, I don't know commercial. My kids love it. So there we go. I'm glad the kids love it. That's <laughs> a great commercial, believe it or not. Uh, and Bash is a Deep Purple's Machine Head amazing album being listened to for 49 years. Status quo, liked so much, I only played it once and then sold it back to the record shop. There we go. There's someone on Dave's page. <laughs> there you go, Dave. You have company with Basher. There we go. Well, thanks for jumping in and letting us know that too. Anyway, final call for the evening is System of Down, Steal This Album, 16 tracks, 44 minutes, the third studio album, the Armenian American Band, released November 2002 via American Recordings and Columbia Records. Produced by Rick Rubin and band member Darren Malakian at Cello Studios in Los Angeles. Two singles were released in Boom and In a Vision, coming off the back of the wildly successful Toxicity album the year before. This album peaked number 15 in the US, number 56 in the UK, number 11 here in Australia, with a host of top 50s all over the world. Early versions of these songs were released which online in a leak which disappointed the band and led to the title of the album itself. Uh, this is the Patreon Choice Classic Album Review of the Week. So if you want to get involved in these things, check out our Patreon page. Whatever tier you choose to go for, even just two bucks a month, you can get involved in the voting on these ones. And uh, we'll see how we shake it out between now and the end of the year and then into next year as we go on. But, Dave, I'm curious. How did you go with this? This band's on some serious fucking drugs. <laughs> oh, Did you like Toxicity? Uh, I can't say I've heard the whole thing all the way through. 
I've uh, never really been a fan of this band. They've done some interesting stuff. They're different, but they're also a bit odd. Now, Chop Suey, Chop Suey is a cool song. I do like that. <laughs> but that's pretty much where I begin and end with System of a Down. Wow. When that album came out, I was aware. I heard it on the radio and everything. But yeah. by, by 2001, I'd given up on mainstream metal. The whole new metal True. thing didn't do it. I was obsessed yeah. with Dream Theater. And you know, so I really missed this whole thing. And looking back, I really didn't miss all that much. <laughs> Oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, remind, as me, far as... remind me to tell my story of this band when when we go on, when I get my chance. But yeah, go on. Okay. Yeah, as far as lyrics go, they go from the ridiculous, like pepperoni and therapy, to overly <laughs> serious, like government corruption. And yeah. neither one of these things interests me for songs. <laughs> uh, chicken stew, fucking ball games in the refrigerator and butters getting hard what the fuck lyrics are these I, to do with advertising but anyway yeah it, it could be one of these bands where if there was no lyrics i'd probably enjoy it a lot more but then Actually, that, that would be an interesting yeah that would be interesting yeah yeah but then even their music musically they jump from one style to another so often i'm left wondering if i'm listening to the same song and <laughs> It's kind of like it, parts were recorded and then pieced together, pieced, pieced together with Pro Tools afterwards, which yeah. is ironic because people were criticizing Metallica for their songwriting process of just recording riffs and then mm. putting them together to make a song. Whereas something like this, I can't even tell when a song starts and when one ends. I know people think this vocal style is great, but I just think he sounds like a wanker. The song Fuck the System, <laughs> we're going, fuck the sis. Like, like assist? You want to fuck assist? I don't get what you're trying to say. Oh, no. This is weird. At least one thing I will compliment, the songs are over between two and two and a half minutes. <laughs> you don't have to stick around too long. I will give it credit for being a diverse listen instead of doing the same thing over and over, but I don't know, once again, if it's one song or the next. Wow. Okay. It's not completely terrible. Roulette is a pretty cool acoustic song, so... If they really want to be kind of serious for a moment, they can do a song that I kind of like. But and the um, the old McDonald had a farm song, the E I E I O I E A fucking whatever the hell. It's the Night Rider. Did you did you pick up on the Night Rider? Not yeah, the Night Rider theme was cool. I did pick up on that. So I listened to that song over a few times. I did like that. On a deeper dive, I was asking why the fuck the first verse and the second verse were exactly the same. When you can write, obviously, a lot of lyrics, why don't you write a different <laughs> second verse? It pissed me off because I was liking that song to start with, and then they fucked it up for me on subsequent lists. <laughs> but yeah, this is probably the first System of a Down album I've heard all the way through. Probably going to be the last. Wow. It's not as terrible as I thought it was going to be. The the McDo old McDonald's song and Roulette are my standouts. I gave them the neutral 5 out of 10. Okay. Just not for me. They're not fucking completely horrible, but yeah. Bell's going to kill you, mate. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have been the first time she killed me for the face no more. Yeah, I don't think you and her have the same taste. Um, <laughs> the, the, this, I'm going to tell a story about this band. So when Toxicity came out, I was working at a pizza shop and I was managing and, and doing all this. So when I, when I had the open or close, you'd work on your own a lot. So I'd go in there. <laughs> And at least like two or three times a week, I would blast toxicity and I'd go off my head. I used to make the whole fucking store and the other people come in, crack up laughing. I would, I would fucking go off chops to just, I knew every word. 
I got off my head. I fucking thought it was great. Um, this one came out to, it didn't get the same level of hype because it didn't have Chop Suey, for example, but it was, it is such a good album, especially in terms of longevity for me, because I still remember all these songs. I haven't listened to it a whole lot in the years since, not because I haven't wanted to, but it's because I haven't had the time. Um, but going back to it as a part of this process, it's like you still remember every fucking word. It's like this is really bloody cool. And that, that to me is a credit to the songwriting. I know it was weird for you, Dave, but for me, I <laughs> love this fucking band. I love this band. You might have checked out in 2000-odd. I hadn't. I was still paying attention to things, and this was pretty fucking special. Toxicity leading to this was great. Um, like I was saying, I love Toxicity. Uh, I used to go off to that one. But then this one didn't disappoint for me. I know it didn't grab people, but for me, it was still pretty bloody special. There's no other band like this one. This is why Dave struggled a bit. That if yep. you, I, I love the dual vocal approach between Darren and Serge. The way they harmonize and play with each other, it's really, really well done. Um, that combo is, is as unique as it gets. And their delivery, the venom in the vocals or the charm on the flip side is special with these guys. They're, there's such a snarkiness to these guys that it's great. Um there's always this chaos about their music, which I absolutely fucking enjoy, which I find funny that you're such a big, you know, sort of technical music fan and you struggle with the disjointedness of me. Mm-hmm. I love the chaos in this one. It's just something about it. It's like, okay, I thrive in chaos. Anyone that knows me, the more chaotic the environment is, the better off I am. That's how I thrive. So music that's chaotic to me kind of makes sense. I don't know why. It's just how I work. Um, so, you know, they have so much to say. The music is nuts. And they just pull it off. It's hard to do, um, but they're so unlike anything else, anything else out there. That you know, that aspect alone is worth the price of entering this one. The composition is off its head. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is you've got brutal attack mixed with you know some absolutely beautiful moments on this one. So you've got anger wrapped in genuine beauty, and you know it's just so good to take this whole in. The mix is fantastic. I like the use of panning in particular on this release. Uh, the whole thing is laid incredibly well and how the vocals are placed really does sort of help this to leap out from and tell the stories of the songs as well. Rick Rubin produced this thing. I, I'm actually not a, not a Rick Rubin fan at all. I don't think he is a great, I think he's overrated as a producer, um, generally speaking, but this one with Darren helping him has been knocked out of the fucking park. This sounds phenomenal. Um, it's just little overlays, little rhythm instruments, little bits and pieces, the attention to detail, which is surprising for me when it comes to Rick Rubin. Um, it's just really attention grabbing and rewards you, especially on a deep listen for me. Uh, the energy is off the charts across this one. It's angry, but still managed to be a wild and fun. And that's the important part, the funness of the ride on this one from top to bottom. It's rare for me to find an album that delivers such politically and socially charged content, but keeps it entertaining and not sort of bearing you down with the weight of it. These guys are the masters of that, and there are very, very few like it. Great performances all over it. Uh, the talent on display is fantastic for mine. Great riffs. Love the harmonies. I love the use of rhythm and, and groove on this one. I think it's brilliant. And there's great pacing across this album as well. The flow on this is brilliant. Uh, not many slower moments, but they're well-placed, especially more toward the back end of the album. This flies by. so easy to repeat spin for me. And there's such variety in the subject matter that, that you know, it all somehow manages to fit together and that keeps the album moving too. But the, there's so much going on in this, but it's so engaging to me, which I found, again, Dave, you and I are different in this one. We, there are so many things we agree on and we can actually have mirror-like opinions on. Mm-hmm. And then we, we, when we diverge, we go fucking wildly yeah. different. And 
this is one of those examples where you're sort of neutral. I'm in love with this fucking record. Um, great hooks in this. Like I said at the top, these songs stay with you 20 years on. Um, and if nothing else, you got to check out the one-two punch of Fuck the System followed by Ego Brain. Like, just listen to those two tracks back-to-back and you get the entire album in, like, this microcosm of, like, five minutes. It's brilliant. Um, I just think that it shows the, uh, the the band's talent in this album off so well. Ego Brain, for me, what a fucking song, by the way. You may not like Fuck This Is... I, I love Fuck This System. I think it's great. Um, <laughs> the, the weight in the lyrics is great. But the but the song Ego Brain, what a beautiful piece of music that is to listen to. Um I would love to do. I actually toyed with the idea a while ago of doing like a battle series between Rage Against the Machine and, and um, System of a Down. I'd love to revisit oh. that idea at some point. Dave's crying on the inside already. <laughs> <laughs> Just that groan. Um, but we'll see how we go. That, that, that's a, that's an idea that's been pinned on a board along among any um, among a million other ideas. We'll get to it at some point, I'm sure. We may not be Dave, but we'll see how we go. Um, <laughs> Dave may opt out. But anyway, for me, I love this album. It's ten out of ten from me. I think it's fucking fantastic. Uh, my standard tracks are "Fuck the System," "Ego Brain," and "Pictures," but there are no dud tracks, and I think it's an absolutely stunning release. Uh, I'm glad this one got the uh, the voting done in the end. But we'll um we'll see how the uh, audience went with this one too, because I love it. Dave was a bit more neutral, but let's see what we got with this uh back to the battle for a second roy says machine head is a no skip album i agree with that yeah. uh jeff says system of a down steal this album because they couldn't give the shit away oh <laughs> ouch um ow conrad conrad says i agree with dave here i never got system of a down it was too mr bungle less for me and i find bungle too abrasive for me here's the thing i like mr yeah. bungle so that might be why i like this um <laughs> <laughs> Vinny says i can imagine dave sitting with the alf stewart critiquing system of a down flaming <laughs> <laughs> <me> glass um <laughs> fuck um Jeff says, I don't know how you did it, Andrew, but your review has polished turd in a way rarely seen in the review department. Bravo. Still shit, though. <laughs> we are getting some running of the comments of the night oh, tonight. Um, oh, well, it is my... I've got a, a, a lengthy level of experience in reviewing albums, so if my review polishes this up into something resembling something other than a turd, then well done. Uh, to me, I guess. Uh, Darren says... Didn't think this was a real album when I saw it in JB. Oh, that was so cool, that part. Uh, I'm with you, Andrew. Great album. These guys are different. I'm not alone. Thank fuck for that. <laughs> no, it was that was the weird thing. When you when you when you pull when you walk through JB in that back in the day, it had mm. no fucking sleeve or anything. It was just a plastic. Yeah, I remember that. What the fuck? It it looked like it looked like a pirated album. That was so well done marketing-wise. Uh Sally says, Nope, I'm out. And Nicole says, not for me. So I'm feeling well and truly on the outer tonight. Thank you, Darren, for being with me on this journey, finding a special band. Everyone else, well, you're on Dave's side, so I guess Dave wins the evening. Uh (laughs) Uh, I'm sure there'll be comments on YouTube. We'll be like, ah, fuck that bitch guy. We'll see. Uh, to help us get more comments, make sure you share this around after it gets released in the other format later on. Um, <laughs> please do. Uh, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that stuff really helps us out. Uh, we are done for the night. That does bring us to the end of things here. Hopefully you all enjoyed the show. A big thank you to some special Patreon people. Uh, so TC, Sonia, Lee, Bell, Conrad, Jeff, Jason, Brendan, 16 by 9 Marty, Sam, Trash, Carolyn, Gwyneth, Andrew, Daniel, Man Family, Adam, Darren, and Vinny. Thank you so much for your support. I promise I will be getting back more into the Patreon stuff soon enough. It's just been a manic, manic few weeks and probably a couple of months, to be honest. Um, 
But our Patreon details are in the description box. Make sure you check it out there. And check out our fantastic sponsors too. A big, big thank you, as always, to Squid Ink Scrimping, Alt Cult, and Rockstar Finance. Uh, find them in the description box. Find us. Follow us on your preferred social media channel. And uh, give us a like, a comment, a share. All that sort of stuff helps us out heaps. Let's try and get this thing going. We're, we're, I want to try and make this thing as big as possible the next couple months. And we hope you like the new format we're trying out tonight. And uh, it's a lot of fun uh, to see how it all plays out. But we'll see how it shakes out. We'll re-release this one. We'll take it down. Like, not take it down. The, the stream will stay up, but we'll... Clip it, release it as a standalone video on YouTube and do the audio for Spotify. You can get our audio stuff on Spotify as well. Um, there's a whole lot more coming up. Uh, make sure you check it out on TV as well. Thursday nights, 10.30 p.m. local time, which is not far away now in Adelaide on Channel 44 on Thursday nights. And then you have us, <clears throat> excuse me, 10.30 p.m. Saturday nights on Channel 31 in Melbourne. Uh, this coming Saturday night is our Halloween special. To, so two hours there followed by a marathon of Halloween content. Um, the last couple of years of Halloween specials. And then next month, we're getting into the TV side of things where we do tier trace by request. Then we've got some other special stuff coming up, including a covers episode at the end of the month. And then we're into Christmas and New Year and then it's all over. Um, Streaming-wise, we've got next week, we're going to be doing the next round of the uh, the Battle of the 50-Year-Olds, I guess. And I, I said before it was... Um, I forget what it is. Uh, it's uh, Alice, Alice Cooper's Cooper, Dry, Heap. Dry Heap Demon Wizard. That's tomorrow. That's next week's little battle. We'll do another classic album as well and, and do the games and some news and new songs. That's the whole new format we're going to try and roll out for a bit. And uh, our Deep Cuts session is coming out on Tuesday night in theory. So that will cover the latest from Aussie artist Joshua Batten. Uh, we'll have uh, Dave's Choice. That was Avantasia. Uh, my choice that was Skid Row, and we agreed on the warning with their one as well. So that's what's coming up on the uh, Deep Cuts release on Tuesday night. Um, but I think that's pretty much about it, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, I think we covered a lot of things tonight. And yeah, I quite liked tonight's format. Pretty cool. It's different, but I think it's it's funnier or funner. I don't know how to put it, but it's just it just it has different feel to it. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it flowed really well. The interaction's always cool. So, mm. yeah, fun. It's always fun when people comment about what they like, what they don't like, and question yeah. us. So, yeah, keep doing it. It's good. Awesome. Well, I, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun tonight. Uh, hopefully you all enjoyed this sort of change of pace. It's a bit different. Um, oh, here we go. Vinny says, very magazine-y. I liked it. Okay, cool. cool. I'm, I'm trying to lean more. If you, if you actually go to the Deep Cuts thing, we've got a question on on this. and I've, the, the short version of that sort of thing I put there at the end of, the, of that broadcast was that I try to keep this like, the original premise of the TV stuff was to be like a, a variety hour. So that's what we're trying to sort of get back into for the live stream side of things to make it a bit more engaging, a bit of fun. Um, yeah, just trying to enjoy things from break it up a bit. I think people tend to, it's easier to get involved with everyone if people know what's going on or, or they can have an opinion in the, in the heartbeat kind of thing. But we'll see how it goes. I thought it was fun. Uh, Darren says, great show, guys. Like the new format. Uh, have a fantastic, have a great weekend. The warning are fantastic. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, Thank you for the kind words. And Nicole, too. I really enjoyed tonight's format. I'm glad you enjoyed it. This is, cool. it's actually really gratifying to get the, <clears throat> I hope everyone liked it, obviously. We're not going to win everyone all the time, and that's okay, too. But, but um, it's, it's cool to get, regulars enjoying the new format if that makes sense it means we haven't sort of lost anything along the way if, if that if yeah. that feels right um sally says always good you guys thank you for the kind words and the support you've been great to us over the years really do appreciate it uh, sally you're a good egg um but i think that's about it for now i think we're, we're done we'll wrap up we'll get out of here and we'll see you all again uh, deep cuts release on tuesday night and then we'll stream again next thursday night to continue on this little series of episodes and battle battles and everything else going on in between but for now that'll do us 
We'll see you all again very, very soon. Until then, though, I'm Andrew. I'm Dave. Oh, hang on. We didn't do a bin. Sorry. Oh, no bin. Oh, what am I doing? No, we're going to do a bin. We have to do a bin before we go. We can't not do a bin. We can't not do a bin. All righty. Sorry, sorry, sorry. We, we're, uh, false, false abort. Uh, here we go. Vinny, the bin. Fuck this rain. <laughs> Fuck this go. rain. Yes. Fuck this rain. All right, Dave, what is your bin, though, tonight? I can't forget. Okay, I had something completely different, but in the second half of this taping, something occurred that made me realize I'm going to bin this instead. Now, you know, considering Halloween's coming up, you know that old urban legend about the maniac banging the head on the car? No. Uh, that one? Okay, so the old urban legend goes that a, a girl and her boyfriend run out of petrol, and the guy goes off to try and find some help, and the lady starts, she falls asleep, and then she wakes up, she hears this banging on top of the car. She gets out of the car, and there's some fucking maniac banging her boyfriend's head on top of the car. Right. You haven't heard that one? No. Yeah, that's a classic. Anyway, second <laughs> half of the taping, there's been a fucking noise on the top of my bungalow roof, and it sounds like either something metallic or something being <laughs> sawn. Now, as soon as we go to the credits, I'm going to go out and investigate a strange noise. Now, I've I've seen Scream multiple times, and I know what could happen when you go out to investigate a strange Don't noise. Don't turn left. But Don't go left it, and up the stairs. <laughs> it's really it's kind of creeping me out. I don't know what the fuck this noise is, so I'm going to go investigate soon. Probably a horny possum. Good luck. But, yeah, strange noises approaching Halloween in the bin. <laughs> All right. Um, my bin is much more mundane. Um what do we got here? So we've got uh, Darren says, just about to say, where's the fucking bin? Here's the bin. And Vinny says, he knows the urban legend. I'll have to go and look it up now. Um, Sally's gone. It's There's me. a few different hey, versions of that too. Okay. One of it is her boyfriend's hanging from a tree above the car and his feet are banging on there. The other one's the escape maniac is banging his head on the roof. I heard that when I was a little kid. <laughs> okay. the reason I am the way I am. Uh, you're fascinated with it, so I'm not – yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> but Sally reckons it's her banging on your roof there. So good luck with that, Dave. Um, awesome. <laughs> Thor, uh, Conrad says Thor should be back next week. Um, oh, oh, I said Thor says I'm Conrad will be back next week. Um, and then, then Darren says, don't say you'll be right back. Um, I'll be right back. Yeah, well. I should have been drinking too. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're in trouble. Vinny says, I'm actually, fine. my definite bin tonight. Here we go. Halloween ends. Expected more for a finale to the series. There we go. I know you're a... Yeah. Dave, I, I I understand why people are a bit iffy mm. about that, but we knew the director said it was piss. It would piss people off. Yeah. I liked it because it was a different take on the Halloween story. It was interesting the way they did it, but they had to take some liberties along the way to get the story across. But for a finale of this new trilogy, then it is a bit you'd expect more. Mm. But it's a cool idea. So I don't know. I'm on the fence. I can see both sides, but. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a decent movie. I enjoyed it. Haven't seen it. Can't comment. Um, my <laughs> bin for this week is much more, much, much more mundane. There is this thing where, on my way to work, there's a road I go down, and every day there's that there there's a a landfill that's no longer used for general purposes. It's only used for sort of commercial purposes and that kind of stuff. So I've got trucks going down there every fucking day, dumping loads in and dirt or whatever it is that got going on, but. That's not my bin. My bin is these fucking street sweepers, right? Because the, the trucks are carrying all this dirt, they're dropping shit all over the road, which I get they need to clean it up. Thing is, the fuckers do it every single day just about at just before 8 o'clock in the morning. So it's like, fuck off. Of all the times to do when people are taking or getting to work and taking kids to school, that's when you want to fucking sweep the street, is it? 
Go and get fucked. Get in the bin. That is the worst timing in the fucking world. Wait till fucking 11 o'clock. No one gives yes. a fuck then. Why do it at peak hour? It makes no fucking sense mm-hmm. at all. Mm. Anyway, those drop kicks in the fucking bin. Don't fucking do that shit. It's annoying. And because it's one lane each way, it really fucks you. Like, it really fucks you. It's not like it's a two-lane road. It's one lane each way, and it's a major fuck. It's, it actually gets a bit of traffic on that road, so it just fucks everyone up. Anyway, that shit can go in the bin. But that'll do us for tonight. I think we're about done. We'll um, back again, same time place, next week. Um, until yeah. then, though, I'm Andrew. I'm Dave. And we're really going this time. So until then, <laughs> drink up and rock on. I'll be right back.